Hi there, welcome back. This is Christina Jolly and I am your host for Believe for Bigger podcast and I just want to say welcome back. If you didn't get a chance to catch the last two episodes, I really did a focus on restoration and how God can truly restore anything, any person, any situation. And I had a friend of mine who shared her personal story. Uh, I titled it A Story of Redemption, where she talked about how she just overcame being a human uh, trafficking survivor and everything that she went through. And then I followed it up last week with um, just how God restores and how good God is in uh, restoring people and restoring situations. So we are in the month of February. Can you believe it already? And um, obviously the biggest um, holiday in February is Valentine's Day. And I thought, you know what? Let's start talking about love. And so this entire month, we are going to talk about just different aspects of love. And um, one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk about, I was listening to a seminar the other day online, and um, I heard the speaker say, stand in your praise. And that just really captured me. And what he meant by that is he had called a lady up to the stage and she was sharing her her quick story and um, people were applauding her and immediately she wanted to step off stage. She wanted to shrink back and she just really was not very comfortable. You could see that she wasn't comfortable getting the praise, the claps, the woohoo that everybody was doing. And so I want to ask you, how many of you have felt sometime in your life that it's been really hard for you to receive compliments? And that just really got me thinking, have you ever been a person where if someone has given you a compliment for something that you've done, maybe a, a gesture that you did, maybe you did an event, and you really went out of your way and you did a really good job and somebody told you how well you did, was it hard for you to accept compliments? And I think for some of us, that is very hard for us to accept. You know, we automatically will shrink back, we'll say, oh no, well, you know, I had a whole team, and mind you, you probably did have a team to pull off whatever event that you had. But how many of you can really just stand there and receive and accept the praise that you've just been given? And so I want to start off by talking about this whole series on self-love and how it is so important for us to love ourselves first. If we can't love ourselves first, we in turn cannot love others. I'm going to say that again. If you cannot love yourself, it's going to be really hard for you to love others and even love others appropriately and the way that God wants you to love on others. So as I was thinking and reflecting, I think a lot of times for those of us who have struggled with receiving compliments, receiving the the love from other people, I think it really stems from a lack of self-worth, a lack of feeling um, unworthy, a lack of feeling that you're not good enough, that you're not enough. And, um, 
And you really have to start off by really loving you. And if you can't love you, you can't accept you, it's going to be really hard to stand in your praise. It's going to be really hard to embrace those times when people are giving you the praise. And, um, you know, I've said this many times, and this is something that I do personally, um, but I really want to push more of you to do this um, on a daily basis. And that is for you to take time in the very beginning of your day to actually get with God. And um, I was reading in Mark 135, and it said that Jesus would get up early in the morning, go away from the disciples in a quiet place, and actually get with God. And you really have to, number one, is take time for yourself. You know, uh, start the very beginning of your day. And I already know some of you may be thinking, well, Christina, that's easier said than done. You know, I have five kids. um, I have a husband. I have a dog. I have, you know, commitments, things that I have to do first thing in the morning. I get it. And not everybody's in the season that I'm in. I don't have any small children at home, but I do have a very needy bulldog. And um, the very first thing that I do is I actually get up way earlier than my husband, at least an hour and a half to two hours earlier than he does. Um, He's not a morning person, whereas I thrive and do so much better in the morning. And so I get up in the morning. I've shared with y'all that I have a quiet space in my home office and um, I have set up the space where I have a lamp, I have a candle, I have a chair, I have um, my Bibles, I have several different Bibles because I like to kind of cross-reference. I have a blanket there and it's really just a place that I've set up. I have pins and highlighters and things that I need when I'm reading my devotion and that is my quiet time that is my time where I just really honestly get selfish and actually put myself first I know we've all heard this you cannot pour from an empty glass and if you are not filling yourself up first thing You're not going to be a good partner. You're not going to be a good wife. You're not going to be a good husband. You're not going to be a good mom, um, a sister, a friend. All the hats that we wear. You're not going to be able to be the best at whatever role that you play during the day if you are first not filling your cup. And, um, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And you have to decide how you're going to spend those 24 hours. And one of the biggest things that I really want to encourage you to do is learn to spend time by yourself. I'm going to say that again. Learn to spend time by yourself. And I'm going to speak to the ladies right here because I think a lot of times we get very accustomed to spending time with our girlfriends, with our parents, maybe our siblings, um, even with our spouse. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you don't spend time with any of those people, 
but you first have to learn and get along well with yourself get along well and know you right um you guys have heard me say this before but i truly believe if you're an adult person that you should at least one time go on a trip where you travel by yourself not with anybody else not even with your spouse I truly believe that you need to spend time with you and get to know you. I actually did not do that until about two years ago. I went to a retreat and actually it was my husband that really encouraged me to do so. It was out of state and um, when I you know, told him that I really wanted to do this and that was going to be my birthday gift, um, he said, I really think you should do this. And I think it'll be really good for you. And I'm going to tell you this. He says, I really think that you should go by yourself. I looked at him and I said, what do you mean by that? He goes, I'm not talking about you rooming with anybody. I'm not talking about you, um, you know, having to wait on other people. He says, I want you to go on this trip by yourself. Truly go by yourself. And at first, I'm going to be completely honest. I thought to myself, Oh no, I don't know if I can do this. And I have traveled before, never traveled overseas, but I have traveled throughout the United States, different, you know, events, um, retreats, church conferences, work, um, you know, trips. So I have traveled. However, I had never traveled on my own. And I'm going to tell you that it was a little intimidating at first. It was a little like, oh my goodness, like, can I really do this? You know, I would always laugh and joke because I would tell people that when I get to the airport, I become a follower versus a leader. So I always relied on other people to tell us where we were going, what next, you know, terminal we had to be at, you know, what was our gate. I just kind of followed our group. And this time I actually had to be obviously all on my own, pay very close attention, be very aware of my surroundings, you know, to make sure that I didn't miss anything. And that's really an experience for me. And uh, it was something that I really enjoyed. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much as I did, but I did. And so I want to encourage you to do that. And when you are by yourself and, you know, you spend the time by yourself, not necessarily a trip, but just by yourself, that's where you can actually shut out all the noises that we hear every single day, where God can truly get to you and actually get you focused where he can actually speak to you. I know some of you may say, well, I don't hear God speak. God is always talking to us every single day and really God speaks to us all in different ways some of us it's by written form some of us we listen to a message and we're like man that's God speaking to me some of us it could be through a friend it could be through a mentor a pastor Um, but sometimes God just wants to get you quiet by yourself in your own thoughts and he can't do that if you're constantly surrounding yourself with people now I'm not saying that you don't 
um, spend time with your loved ones. Don't spend time with your friends. I'm clearly not saying that. I truly believe we are meant for relationships. We are meant for community. But you actually have to get to to a point where you spend time alone with yourself, where you get to know you, your thoughts, and you get to know yourself. If you can't even stand to be around yourself, how do you expect other people to want to even spend time with you? I'm going to say that again. If you can't even take the time to actually spend time alone with you, getting to know you, how do you expect other people to get to know you? and want to spend that time with you if you don't even enjoy being around your own self. So that's number one, is really spend some time alone. I think it's really, really good for our own mental health. And number two is your belief system. If you can't stand in your own praise, you can't learn to accept that people want to give you praise Maybe it's time to check your belief system, your belief system about what you believe about yourself. You know, there's been so many times where there have been words, phrases, things that have been spoken over us. And a lot of times we tend to gravitate to those comments, to those things, those labels that people have spoken over us and we decide to lead with those thoughts as a truth in our life. I'm gonna give you an example. So, uh, I, I was a young mom. I had my daughter when I was a senior in high school. Mind you, I was 17 when I got pregnant. I had her at the age of 18. I had just turned 18. My birthday's in January. My daughter was born in March. And I'm gonna tell you that um, her dad, one of the ways that he could truly get to me and get under my skin, get into my psyche, get into my mind, is he would tell me that I wasn't a good mom. And mind you, if you are 18 years old, you just had a baby, you already have your own self-defeating thoughts of, my goodness, what am I doing? I don't know any 18-year-old who just became a parent who says, man, I got this. I know exactly what I'm doing. No, I was scared out of my mind. I was wondering, what did I get myself into? And then to have someone who I thought cared about me and loved me to tell me, you're not a good mom. And it took me a little while to really get past those thoughts and that label of you're not a good mom. And it, again, he spoke to the insecurities in me. He knew exactly what to say. And I actually had to really just do a shift of what I believed and really tell myself, yes, I'm a young mother. Yes, I might not know what I'm doing, but I'm learning. I'm open to suggestions, you know, um, And I really had to shut out the, you know, those words that were spoken over me and really believe that I am a good mom and that I was trying my best. 
Was I a perfect mom? Absolutely not. But I knew that if God had brought my daughter into my life, that he had already equipped me to be her mom. And so I really had to do a mind shift change in my belief system and really shut out that negativity, shut out those words and replace it with words that I knew that were true, words that I knew that, yes, I can do this, you know? And so I want to encourage you to shift your belief system. If there is something that someone has spoken over you, it's negative, it's, it's you know, de- those defeating thoughts, you need to shift it. And how do you do that? Will you replace the opinion of others with what God says about you? And you're not going to know what God says about you if you're not listening to God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And um, many times when I come in the morning to my quiet place, I'm reminding myself with what God says about me. The promises that God has placed and said about me and my life. And as I'm going throughout my day, I'm also renewing my thoughts, you know. Um, I just, again, this is just something that just is a pet peeve of mine when someone says, you know, well, I don't have time to listen to, to things. I don't have time to listen to motivational things. Oh my goodness, I want to scream. Because you can make the time. As you are on a commute, if you are driving to and from a, uh, a job, for instance, um, you can actually listen to the Word of God in your car. Turn off the radio and listen to a faith-building podcast. You know, listen to some praise and worship music that's going to really increase your faith. You know, while you're doing dishes, put on your uh, headphones and actually listen to something. While you're sweeping your house. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can incorporate. And I really want to encourage you to do that. You know, you're not going to increase your faith if you don't put forth the effort. And there are so many people out there that can really lift up your faith. And you have to find the right people that you feel like really speak to you and your spirit. You know, um, people that really motivate you, who really get you fired up. And listen to God's truth. You're going to find God's truth by listening to God's word. You know, um, just recently, my husband was sharing with me that, um, you know, there's a free Bible app and... um, I'm drawing a blank of what it's called, but there is a free Bible app. And um, he said, hey, you know what I've been listening to um, when I do my quiet time? And I was like, no. He was like, do do you realize that there's like a video that they place um, that goes along with the um, Bible verse of the day? He says, somebody reads the Bible verse of the day and it's different people. And I'm like, oh, I, I hadn't even really paid attention to that. I have the same Bible app. And I said, oh, I'm going to have to, you know, listen to that. 
And that's something that I just recently incorporated as part of my quiet time. You know, I listen to whatever the Bible verse of the day is. And somebody's actually has a small video. It's maybe, I don't know, like one to two minutes. It's very, very small. Um, And they read that Bible verse uh, to you on a short video. So that's something that you can do in the beginning of the day. So the last thing is to replace the opinions of others with the word of God. Know that God cares for you. Know that he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. Know that all things work together for the good. Know that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Know that you are transformed into his likeness. Know that God's going to supply all of your needs. Know that God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Know that if you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you. Know that if you um, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. All of those statements that I just read are all found in the Bible. And um, you can even Google God's promises. And you're going to see a bunch of Bible verses that come up. And you can actually take them one by one and really go into them. So... In order for us to accept the praise, to stand in our praise, if that's some, something that's really hard for you, I want you to look at how you view yourself and how you love yourself. Because I truly believe that you cannot love others effectively without actually first loving you. And... It really just starts with a shift in our mindset and letting go of all of those things that have been spoken over us and really replacing them with the promises of God. And um, I hope this podcast blessed you. And I just want you to know that um, when someone gives you a praise, when someone says, hey, you're doing a good job. Hey, I really appreciate you doing that for me. Man, you you know, you're so thoughtful. Um, you know, you really went out of your way. I really appreciate it. Take a minute. Say thank you. Hold your head up high. Put your shoulders back. And just say thank you. It's not in a way for you to boast. It's not in a way for you to get such a big head that you can't even walk <laughs> through the door. Because your head is so big. Your ego is so big. But it's to receive the love, the accolades, the appreciation that others are showing towards you. And um, I firmly believe that we've got to learn to love ourselves first. We've got to learn to really be okay with being around ourselves. And and once we get to that point, you're going to see that you love you. And then other people are going to be drawn to you. But it starts with you first. So with that being said, I'm excited for this whole series on love. I'm not sure where I'll go with next. um, But I really want to focus on love and just the different aspects of love. So if this podcast blessed you, I encourage you to share it with a friend. And uh, give me some reviews. I'd love to hear uh, feedback. And um, Until next time, believe that God is doing greater in your life. And I know that um, 
God wants you to believe and dream for bigger. God bless you.